What is up, BTU fam? Welcome to this episode of Better Than Us. I am your host, Chris Homan. With me, as always, is my co-host, my producer, the ladies here in Houston call him En Fuego, Mr. Corey D. How's it going, bud? Corey? Oh, completely muted myself. (laughs) Ruined my intro. Damn it. Really professional. Really professional. I'm the best producer on the market, sir. Oh, man. I promise you. Uh, This is going to be in the highlight reel. Uh, Thanks, Corey. Um, We're just going to chalk it up to your hangover. Is that all right with you? Yeah, that's definitely what we're chalking it up to. All right, so we're going to ignore you now, and then we're going to talk about our guest. So today's uh, episode is actually kind of a special one. It's a new one. Uh, We're going to talk with... Uh, my friend, she's uh, a rising entrepreneur. She has a pretty cool journey. Started off in school as uh, a meteorologist, and now she's getting deep into the tech industry and is a rising entrepreneur. Uh, so we're going to hear her story, kind of get her feedback, and we're going to check out what she's working on. So let's bring her out. Uh, Audrey Kiefer, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, you know, we are taping on a Sunday evening. It's about seven o'clock. We were all kind of bunkered down, preparing for the storm of the century, and uh, none of it came. So I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah, likewise. Uh, thanks. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to get started a little bit. Uh, we're going to let you talk about you. So I guess first for everyone listening, uh, which is basically mine and Corey's moms. Uh, and some of our friends. Uh, let's talk a little bit about you, but let's let you tell your story. Tell everybody kind of a little bit about you and where you came from. Yeah, start- so, go ahead. Nice, you can start all the way back. Go for it. Tell us all about you. <laughs> uh, I'm a little farm girl from Missouri. Um, went to, I was the, I like to say the reason why I ended up in aviation was that I was my father's fourth daughter so um, he kind of raised me a little bit rougher and playing football and going to air shows so I ended up at an aviation school in Florida and graduated right during the recession so uh, my degree was in meteorology and minor in business and uh, there were no jobs in 2009 so um, followed some friends to Houston which is where I met you Chris Yep. Um, followed some friends I'm here. So sorry for that. <laughs> well, we've, had a, we've had a good ride. <laughs> yeah, it's been all right. I, haven't well, I mean, that. having a good one run with Chris is as best as it can come. So yeah, that is that's pretty good. <laughs> Chalk it up to a okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty rough there at the beginning. I guess the Midtown crew. Um, it's it was, like we were still in college. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I put on a few years. Put on a few years back then. <laughs> Yeah, all right, so, so what were you doing um, when you came to Houston? Well, the, uh, the Houston economy was still doing all right. Uh, moved here, had a part-time job in meteorology. Uh, wasn't paying the bills, so started working at um, a beer bar. I actually had, you know, I was choosing between working at, you know, the Cheesecake Factory or a beer bar in town, and, you know, I hate cheesecake and love beer, so went the beer route. Um, you know, having a really expensive college degree working at a bar is not the best, but... Um, Kind of fell what, into. Go ahead. What bar was it? Flying Saucer, Houston Flying Which, Saucer. Well, I, I just it's kind of important because I think it led pretty well into the rest of your story. So sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, so the part-time meteorology gig was going all right, but you know 
didn't pay a lot and I didn't really agree with what they were doing there and um, fell into, you know, I met some people that worked in beer uh, professionally and it interested me and, you know, I was sitting around still, I think I was, what, 23 at this point and I'm sitting on my couch uh, still job hunting, trying to find a, a you know suitable career, and I was sitting there after a couple beers. You know, I just started typing in beer <laughs> in the search box and um, found this found this gig uh, to sell craft beer and and craft spirits, and did that for a while. Um, picked up one of a, the breweries that we were representing, and and kind of created a position with them. I said, you know, they needed some representation in Texas, and I was happy to be that person, and um, worked for them for six years. Great company. It was uh, North Coast Brewing. Yeah. Yeah, you introduced me to, uh, no, I forget. You you introduced me to them. That was like the last I drank beer. I actually cut out beer. The last time I drank beer was with you, and it was North Coast, and I haven't really drank any beer since. Really? True story. That, yeah. That's a sad story. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I I really got into liquor, so it just happened to be a change. You kind of caught me at a, at a transition in my life, <laughs> but I I loved everything North Coast had to offer. It was really, really a good way to go out. I couldn't have gone any better. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Um. Anyways, working for them, absolutely loved them. Um. It was really hard to say goodbye, but you know I wanted to get back into aviation and. At this point, I had you know six and a half years of, of sales experience, which I never thought I would be in, and um, started looking around at some local aviation companies, and uh, ended up on board with a local FBO here as their as their sales girl. So that's where I was. Um, from there, I mean, I worked there for a couple of years, and uh, kind of decided, you know, I've had ideas and I always said that by 30 I wanted to own my own business and um, I quit the month before I turned 30 and uh, kind of went out on my own so I cut it a little short but uh, you know still made it happen. So. A little tight. So what, So you're working on a couple different things now. Um, which one do you want to talk about first? Oh either one. I guess uh, the aviation things is the transition. Sure. Um, yeah so uh, I met a lot of people in the industry, and I still love aviation. I think I always will, um, but decided to go out on my own there. I'm doing some some consulting and brokering for uh, a couple FBO chains and charter companies. Um, also doing some uh, just charter brokering in general here in Houston. So and what does that entail? So what is what is the brokering and chartering entail for those of us that don't know? Oh, I'm basically the middleman. So if anyone in in Houston needs a charter, needs to you know private flight somewhere, then they call me up and I call around and try to find the best deal for them and uh, available available airplane and you know get them uh, going. So you're the fixer. are you your own entity or are you part of another company? Uh, I'm just working on my own right now. So it's just it's my company. It's called Sema Ventures, S E M A. Got it. Well, the next time I need a private flight somewhere, I'm going to call you first. Happy are those are those passenger or is that cargo? Passengers. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so Corey works in logistics, so he thinks about these things a lot. Just an FYI. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, not any, well, I do, and I did. Anyway, new song. Keep going. <laughs> 
So when this podcast gets real big and I'm flying all over the place and I finally get to interview the president, I'm going to call you. Absolutely. I'm absolutely happy to help. I'll give you a good deal. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, so, so you're doing that and what else are you doing? Uh, well, along with that, I'm doing uh, helping out with a little bit of marketing um, and photography. I used to be the campus photographer at Embry-Riddle where I went to school. And um, so started taking pictures of jets because it's easy money and, you know, I, better than people. They don't really talk back. Um, and on top of that, uh, my sales life inspired me to start uh, my second venture, which is called Herally. Um which is a on-demand dog walking, but I was trying to fix some of the some of the things I found troublesome about other on-demand apps out there or dog walking services. So that's where I'm at. All right, so so let's let's get deeper into this one. So you first, the idea is a dog walking app or on-demand dog walking app. So why why did you come up with that? What what inspired you for that one? Uh, well, like I said, now I'm running on you know seven years of sales experience, and um, my last you know with the private aviation, I, my clients turned a little bit more needy. You know, they they wanted me to be wherever they were, whenever they wanted. You know, at that time, and and my schedule has just been crazy for the last two years. Uh, no idea when I'm getting home, or even if I you know will make it home after work to let my dog out. Um, you know, it's just kind of running crazy. So. Yeah, the idea came from I was constantly having to, you know, call them and say, hey, you know, I'll be there in 30 minutes. And, you know, I used to live on the west side, so that was impossible to get home to my dog. Um, But, yeah, I would always, I was constantly telling people that I had to leave and, you know, go let my dog out or if we were in the middle of something. And, you know, when you're in sales and you're trying to entertain your clients, the last thing you want to do is stop everything and be like, okay, I got to go let my dog out. Um, So the idea came from that. And where I was, you know, what I've been kind of thinking about it for so long was, you know, I don't, I don't want a stranger coming into my house, um, like these other, these other apps that are coming out. I didn't want a stranger, but, you know, if I could get my neighbor to come over and let my dog out, then I'm totally okay with that. I see him every day, you know, if anything was weird, then you would be like, hey girl, you know, why is my underwear drawer open? And, <laughs> you know, so. Why is there a hole in my bathroom wall now? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, I see that person every day. So, um, but so going from there. Um, wait, wait, but did did you ever use a dog walker or anything while you were doing all this entertaining and traveling? Like, were you able to call people at the time? Uh, I, no, I had a dog sitter that just for whenever I was going out of town, but I didn't have a regular dog walker. No. Yes. So it was yeah. You didn't find anyone you trusted. So you and you were. It really was just a wear on your time, and you could even couldn't even find a stopgap. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, you know, and also I think looking at it, like I can't text my neighbor every single time that I need them because it'd be like three times a week and I'd drive them crazy. So I figured if I, if I could set up some kind of gig economy within neighborhoods and within apartments where, you know, dog owners can help each other out and get paid for it. And, uh, and you know payments going back and forth just directly between them, then um, that might be something that more people would want to use. I mean, I'd want to use it. So. Right, right. So you got a built-in audience. So, uh, why an app? Do you have you ever built an app before? No, I haven't. Uh, zero experience in the technology world. Um, it's been a big learning curve, but I've 
you know, I've been enjoying it. I read a lot of books. I've been following all these people on Twitter and Instagram. You know, I got had to get a Twitter because apparently if you're in the tech world and not on Twitter, then you're not real. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I've just been following a lot of people, trying to talk and get some mentors. I joined Station Houston, which is that uh, tech accelerator. or It's just a business accelerator, but they focus on tech um, in downtown Houston. And... Um, just trying to get to know some other people. I pulled in uh, an old friend of mine who is, you know, now he's a lead developer at a, a big firm downtown. I pulled him in as my tech officer, so he's actually, he can actually build the app um, while I'm just, you know, you know, marketing and helping with design work and stuff. But um, that's, that's awesome, though. That's a really good asset to have. Because yeah, uh, I mean, back in the day when I thought I was gonna be cool and an entrepreneur, I tried to build a couple apps and it got very expensive and I never really got what I wanted because I didn't know anyone that could help me like that. So that's that's a real win for you, that's a good position. Yeah, and that's actually what I'm hearing the most is that people tend to not really um, get what they want whenever they're they're hiring outside teams to build their app, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fantastic. So you, you, when did you, first of all, we're not first of all, what, where did the name Heroly come from? Oh. I can't say it right, I'm sorry. No, Heroly's right, yeah. So, um, hero is the first word, and I'm just kind of playing on the word um, as it being an adverb. The original name was Pet Hero. Um, that was the original name I was working with for a long time, but whenever I filed the, the LLC, uh, I was declined, because there's a couple other things with that name, and you know, just trying to lock down all the social media, everything was a nightmare. Um, and yeah. Yeah, the naming the naming was pretty tough, but I settled on Heroly, and you know it grew on me, and I, re I really like it. So it's a good start. You can't really support something where you don't even like the name. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be terrible. All right, so when did you really? You said you 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 quit your job a month before your birthday. When did you really get started with Heroly? Um, man, I've had this book that I've been like this. Heroly book that I've been carrying around with me for probably a year and a half. You know, I'm just kind of throwing in ideas and questions and concerns and, um, you know, wire mapping, just everything about it. And I was carrying it around for a long time. And um, I finally, you know, I just decided to take the leap. It was actually the very end of the year, uh, last year, 2016, that I submitted my resignation and said, you know, I'm going out on my own. Um, and that's kind of when I was full steam ahead. So I had, you know, I started the, I filed the entity probably a week later and um, just been working on, you know, finding mentors and funding and teaching myself how to get this thing off the ground since then. All right, good. So let's, let's get into that process a little bit. So you, you overall the goal of the app is, is on-demand kind of social networks dog walking people you can trust and then you can you're also doing essential social payments essentially social payments through that as well right yeah that's the idea so um every again the other the other apps popping up or anything you know rover uh dog vacay everything they kind of hire the walkers as employees so you know the the dog owner will pay the, the company and then the company will pay the owners and they take out their fees and um, you know it's a whole mess and and I'm kind of I'm 
approaching it in a different way where I'm just trying to connect you to your neighbors. So I want it to be a, a social app. You know, people with dogs love other people with dogs. Everyone gets along. And um, so I'm just trying to connect them and then be of service to each other. And just the payments go direct back and forth between them. So, you know, I want to partner with preferably Venmo or one of those popular um, social payment apps. And um, yeah. yeah, so the payment will just go back and forth. And of course, I'm going to take a little bit off the top. I'm just right now I'm looking at 5%, but we're still kind of testing the market with that. Um, just 5% of, of the service fee will come to the come to Herally, and then 20% of everything we make is going to uh, shelters, uh, which can be voted on by the users. So um, the you know the reason it's called Herally is that everyone's a hero. So if you're helping your neighbor's dog, you're a hero, and if you're paying to get your dog taken care of, you're supporting a shelter. So that's where the name came from. Uh, that's awesome. Dog lovers will love that. All pet lovers will love that. So, so you said you'd kind of mentioned you were, that you were starting, or your work has been towards, you know, getting some support, getting some developers, getting some um, uh, advisors, and then funding. So how did you go about that, and, and kind of where are you in the process? Uh, you know, it's, it's actually a lot more difficult than I assumed it would be. I kind of thought, you know because of my network, I would go out, say, hey, I have this great idea, and then people would throw money at me, but you know, I quickly <laughs> learned that's not really how the world works. Um, and so, you know, and I, I've gone through my ups and downs with it, you know, like, is it really gonna work, or is this something I'm cut out to do? Because um, it's, it's nerve-wracking, you know, living off your savings and trying to get something like this off the ground. But, uh, you know, the investment in Station was fantastic. I've met a lot of great people there. Uh, a lot of people that have been on the same journey or that have tried to build apps before that can kind of guide me. Um, my tech officer, he's he's a great support. Um, the funding, really, I'm trying to pull him from his full-time job so he can work for me full-time and um, and then get some marketing and a little bit help on the build-out. And um, yeah, so looking for funding, it's, it's going okay. I have had quite a few potential investors and nobody is like straight up told me no, you know, like, I don't want to invest, but I think they're all waiting, they're kind of waiting on me to prove, you know, prove it a little bit more, like, you know, how are you really serious about this? How long are you going to be working on it? Um, how can I trust you to really build this company and, you know, put everything into it? And so I feel like, uh, you know, I'm just, instead of going out and begging for money, now I'm just nose to the grindstone, you know, learning new things every day. I just taught myself how to do some UI design so I could build my prototype and just moving forward as, as much as I can without the funding and then waiting for someone to kind of recognize that work that I'm putting in there. Yeah. Uh, I've had quite a few that are that are close to interested, a couple of verbal commitments, but you know, this is this world, you, it's not really gonna work until um, someone really writes yeah. that check. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's hard, it's the hard part. Have you, have you, you know, gotten some help on your pitches and, and you gone through, I guess, both your BD and your, your sales background, you're pretty good, but has there any been any you know feedback that was critical, but 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 helped you kind of develop and prepare for the next round? Anything, you, any words of wisdom you got? Um, really, it's it's everything you read in the books and everything you read online. You know, I thought that I could go around that whole process. I thought that you know mine was going to be different. You know, everything that you know, I was going to be the special case where I would just get the funding easily and 
and uh, it's really it's really going everything going back to everything I read in the books and online you know you have to prove yourself you have to get your pitch ready you have to talk to a million different investors and people and you know build it up like that um, you know it's not just gonna be handed to you so um, yeah it, it's it, it is different and um, the I did some pitch practice at station, you know, that's something I, you know, didn't think I really had to do either was put together a pitch because I figured, you know, I can just sit and kind of tell casually tell people about it. And yeah. uh, my sales background, that's all listening, you know, that's that's a good salesman is a good listener and so I it, it's not I never really had to go out and sell this hard before on something, which is unusual now that you know, I'm actually not in sales anymore. I'm a business startup. Yeah, and you're kind of in begging mode you're not necessarily selling right you really have to <laughs> yeah. sell it, put your passion out there uh, yeah. that's that's good so what, what books have you been reading where, where, where are the words coming from oh um you know some of the latest ones I've been reading um uh, venture venture deals was a great one uh you know yeah. I, don't, I didn't know the first thing about a term sheet or investment you know how to build one or what all the terms would mean and um, and kind of it, it teaches you really how to go about finding an investor how to talk to them you know what to look for what to be aware of um, so that one that one's actually helped me a lot when I'm talking to these potential guys yeah how not to get too hosed by whoever is investing with you right yeah, yeah learn their tricks that's good it's good. So you, you uh, I saw on Instagram, and, and uh, apologies for stalking you too much, but I saw you went on an adventure week as you're preparing for this app. So what did you do on your adventure week? Where'd you go? Who were you seeing? Oh, uh, yeah, that was actually, so um, someone I knew from the aviation world uh, slash potential investor, I kind of was telling them everything I'm doing. You know, I'm doing my aviation consulting going to be um, helping this charter company with their VIP concierge services and uh, my startup and everything and he's actually you know he's an old oil and gas guy but he's one of the few that have ventured into the tech world um, so he's in Austin his uh, went out there met with him kind of gave him the whole pitch and, and breakdown of you know the business plan um, won him over he introduced me to some people in his aviation world uh, so I could, you know, network on that side, then took off to Vegas, which was day two, um, met some of his, his yacht partners to help, you know, on this, this VIP concierge side, I thought that would be a good partner, and then um, went off to LA to meet his tech partners that he's been uh, throwing money at for what they're doing, they're doing augmented reality, so went out there, pitched, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's just, well, they're doing augmented reality. That's that's really techy. Yeah, yeah. No, they have this. They have a really cool thing they're doing called Tap there, um, where you know you kind of have your phone and you can look at anywhere in the world, kind of like a periscope thing. But they're inter they're doing interactive games in, in it too. You know, like kind of like the po whole Pokemon Go thing went crazy. Right, um, right. Yeah. So big events, you can kind of stream into somebody's phone and play games with them, and and it's really cool. But. Um, yeah, I went out and pitched to his tech partners. They, he actually has partnered with two different people for two different things, and uh, he set up meetings with both of them, I think trying to verify the idea too a little bit. And um, and so that's that's what it was. It was, a, it was a long 
four days of, of you know constantly trying to prove myself and and get all my stuff off the ground but it was I'm really thankful for it you know he's trying to give me a little boost up and um, hopefully he's gonna be the one that that ends up being my my seed funder and what did you learn from that was it hard I mean you said it was hard but what did you learn from it after all those trials oh I drink a lot of water <laughs> <laughs> Less beer, more water. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, every day. I was drinking, and uh, you know that's how I did the networking. So that was the. I think that's what I say. It was hard. It was. A, it was just a um, constant, constant trying to prove yourself and and keep up with these guys. You know, they have a million things going on in their lives, and and you know, trying to get them to believe in you and your product is is you know stressful and. Um, yeah. So, how do you stay motivated? I mean, you said you've had some ups and downs, but what, how do you, when you're dealing with these people and you're constantly trying to prove yourself and you have your failings, which I'm sure there's, there are a few, mm -hmm. how, do, how do you keep going? How do you keep talking yourself into trying it again? Oh, you know, it's good to have a good support group around you. Um, I told my mom back before, I, you know, my mom is, is my biggest cheerleader and I told her back before I left Millionaire, I was like, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to have some bad days and I need you to be there and remind me why I'm doing this and, um, you know, there's there's so many people out there that have, that have done this successfully and, uh, Is there and a I, cat in the background? Is that what that is? <laughs> my, it's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's her inspiration right there. Yeah. Such yeah. a good cameo. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's funny. I have him. You know, his picture is background on my phone, and it's like, and I was joke every time I'm with him. I'm like, I'm doing it all for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, my dog's a dick. <laughs> I would never do anything. Hey, man, I'm not gonna change my life for this goal for the betterment of you. <laughs> He would just look at me and just yawn, go back to his bed as I'm going to work at, you know, 6 a.m. Yeah, and roll, and he'd roll over. But that that then means you're the the perfect candidate for her because you don't even want to walk your dog. You can just pay someone else to do it for you now. Well, yeah. my dog doesn't like to be walked. Let me connect you to your walking. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> your dog doesn't like to be walked. Well, he's lazy. That's the thing. Is uh. You know he's a he's an urban dog. He grew up in an apartment, and uh, now that we're in a house, he just doesn't ever want to go outside. He likes the air condition. Oh. Uh, yeah. What about instead of walking, do y'all just come over and uh, hang out at the house for a couple hours with the dog? You know that's not part of the business plan yet, but with enough feedback, you never know. I'll throw it in there for you. Oh, that's so kind. Actually, I was. That's uh, it. That's it. I don't have a dog because. Um, my wife doesn't like them and I'm not allowed to make my own decisions uh, but we do have a cat and that's one of the big problems that we have is when we go away on a trip or something we need to coerce someone to come visit with the cat so she's not lonely um, and I'm not a cat person so I don't give a shit but uh, you know that could be a, a chance for you guys to expand. I'm way more of a dog person, and if I can convince my my wife that someone's going to help us take care of it via your app, perhaps, I uh, I think I might actually get a dog someday. I'm I'm kind of I'm very very selfishly excited and uh, supportive of you. 
So let's talk about that. Let's get back to that. Let's talk about the plan for he really. So you've you've got a website, you've got Instagram, you've got some some followers or Twitter as well. What what's your timeline? What are you hoping for? As you say, you hope to get funding and your things you're working on the grindstone. What's what are some uh, short term goals coming up? Uh, really, I really need the funding to pull my tech officer away. Um, and as soon as as soon as that's done, we we've kind of estimated that we could probably get some kind of product out within three months. I mean, it's going to be very basic and you know not beautiful, but just something out that we can get some some good user validation and feedback. Yeah, um, an MVP. Yeah, and that's that's I have some help at station right now. A guy you know, I'm trading some design work with him, and and he's kind of helping me build out something that. Maybe I could use just in my complex uh, to connect people and kind of do this service. It's not going to have all the bells and whistles, but um, you know, just something that I can I can show them and, and try to get them connecting with each other and seeing if you know where what what price is right for you guys. What what's going to keep you using the app? What would you like to see? Um, so I'm I'm on that right now, um, that stage right now, and as soon as I get the funding, we're full steam ahead. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you are very early into the game, uh, but it seems like you've had a few successes. Uh, we talked a little bit about what you've learned. If you know, if you could give anyone any any bit of advice, you know, to someone that's that's like you were, you know, they have a book that they're writing notes down that they wish they could take the leap and do something, you know. What would advice would you give them, or better yet, what finally got you to say, "I'm ready" and take the plunge and take this this risk? Uh, it was terrifying, and I mean, you know, I was thinking about it for so long before I actually made that leap. But um, you know, I think I had a few things going for me at the time. I I had a good amount of savings from um, when I sold my house a few years back. Uh, sold my house. It was in the up market, so I did well. Um, been sitting on that for a couple of years, and, uh, and and then I just made a plan. You know, I said, "This is, uh, you know, I've been selling for other people for six years. Why can't I sell for myself?" So you know, I I have all these things that I could offer. You know, my photography, marketing, um, trying to do some brokering, some fuel deals for people, and uh, I've, you know, I've always been a successful salesperson. For other people so I just kind of had to keep telling myself that you know I can do it for other people I can do it for myself um, but yeah I had you know I had a plan I said you know I I'm gonna wake up every day just like I'm going to work I'm gonna you know make this many calls I'm gonna spend this much time focusing on on my aviation this much time on photography this much time on Hearly. Um you know you, you can't really take a day off even even when you're not clocking in anywhere um, but yeah, I would say just just have a plan, and um, and the more clear that plan is, the more confidence you get to, to finally do it. Awesome. Well, good. I, I uh, I'm excited for you. I was excited to see you get started on this, and uh, I'm really pulling for you. I hope this works out for selfish and unselfish reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and if it doesn't, that's what everything says too. You know, you have to learn to fail before you can move on, and. This may not be my last venture. It may not be, you know, the successful one. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work hard at it 
just like I've done everything else and, and see, see what happens. Good. Good. I have faith. Thank you. Oh, sure. All right. So I think that's it for, you know, our topic. We're, we're, we're right around the half hour mark and, and Corey's maybe promised to try and keep these shorter. So thank you very much for all that. But we still have one final question to ask you. Uh, and this is what we do in every one of our podcasts. Okay. We have a fat kid confessional. So we're all going to share, so you're not alone, the worst thing we've eaten, worst cheat meal we've eaten over the past seven days. Okay. So I'll, I'll go first, Corey will go second, and Audrey will save you for last. Uh, for me, uh, I really haven't had a lot of cheat meals, but uh, this past weekend we went with friends over to uh, Port Aransas, which is a beach town uh, down the Gulf of Texas. And I brought with me a bottle of this gin that I love, and I had planned on sharing it with everybody and, and like, just, you know, just really just kind of basking in the glory of this gin. I don't like gin. I'm not a real big gin drinker. Uh, but a friend of mine recommended this stuff from a distillery called Koval, and it's a barrel-aged gin, so it's kind of floral, very light, but that barrel-aged, like, takes off that, that sharpness of gin and it's super sweet and just delicious. You don't even need anything, you can drink it straight. And so I brought this bottle, which was you know your standard fifth, and I was gonna share it with everybody. And then this morning I woke up, so we got there Friday night, and this morning we I woke up to an empty bottle, and I couldn't think of anyone else that had a single sip out of it. So I just crushed this whole bottle of gin by myself for the weekend, which is pretty cool, like I'm pretty proud of that, but still very sad in a lot of ways. Jeez, man, it's I think hard I, living. I got a problem. I got a problem. I'm going to have to drink a lot of water, as Audrey said, for the rest of the next few days. But, yeah, that, that's my Fat Kid Confessional. What about you, Corey? Um, I visited the parents this weekend, and we went to uh, this place called the Whiskey Cake um, in La Quintera area in San Antonio, if you know where that is. Um, very, very hipster bar slash restaurant where they keep talking to you about farm to plate or farm to business or something like that it's the new <laughs> thing i guess a lot of restaurants around here are doing that but um so of course i start off with two uh bloody marys that you build your own bloody mary at this bar where they have bacon and pickles and strips of chicken and uh pretty much had my uh brunch just at that bar um but of course, I had to order the uh, fried chicken and waffles, and then a whiskey cake on top of that. So, how good is that whiskey cake? I love it. Oh my goodness! That's gonna be my <laughs> wedding cake. That's gonna be it my wedding is. cake if I ever get married. All right, Freaking amazing, gentlemen. You heard it here first. Remember what to look out for. You need that whiskey cake. All right, Audrey, your turn. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of more of a question when I'm when am I not a fat kid? It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a good place to be. Well, what's the what's the worst? What's the one you have like the most amount of shame for the past seven yeah. days? Well, okay, so I've I've actually been doing good for the last week, but uh, yesterday I invited some of the girls I I used to work with over, um, and I made my made my mom's famous biscuits and gravy and we had mimosas we were trying to do like a budget brunch at the house and um you know she brought over two bottles of champagne and i made biscuits and gravy which is not healthy at all and you can't Uh, eat just that's my favorite (laughs) that's my favorite breakfast oh well maybe sometime i'll make it for you um so 
Yeah, so this this stuff is stupid good. My mom, you know, is this old famous recipe from this golf course in Missouri, and um, so we had, we ate too much of that, and then two bottles of champagne turned into about six, and uh, and that just kind of that's how the day went from there. That that's just an awesome lazy fat kid day. <laughs> I congratulate you. Well done on that. All right. Well. Thank you for that. And what we're going to do now is just give you, Audrey, a chance to pitch anything you're working on, any kind of uh, plug, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Why don't you give it to the people so they know where to find you? Um, well, my, I have a website. It's AudreyKiefer.com, and there's kind of links to everything I'm doing, my design and photography, and um, Herely's on there. But if you're interested in Herely, all of our social media uh, tags are at Herely app. H-E-R-O-L-Y app, A-P-P. So you can find our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything from there. And you're at herolyapp.com. That's the website you just put up, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Corey, why don't you pitch us? Uh, to our BTU Nation fans, the six listeners that chime in every week to check us out, you can find us directly at better than, or I'm sorry, I do that every week. You would think I would learn, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> BTUpodcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Better Than Us Podcast. All right, that is it. Thank you, Audrey. Thanks for joining us. Thank Best you. of luck with you, Lee, and everything you're working on. Love to have you back and hear about all the success you're having, okay? Look forward to it. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks, guys. Later. <laughs>